Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey, everybody. Before we start this podcast, I just want to sort of explain it a little bit because I'm clipping all these things together without doing a whole lot of uh, explanation in between. But for this show, I'm giving you an update as we're still here on the dock. That's the first section. And then we go into believe it's day four, and then cut straight into day five out at sea. And uh, that's about it. Big thanks to the Patreon family. And uh, as I always say, if you want to support the show, just head on over there. Link is in the description. Here we go. Welcome aboard. (laughs) Still tied to a dock here in Ocean City, Maryland. And it is now, let's see, I got in on a Friday Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and now it is Tuesday. So that's four days, and it is still blowing out there. Um, wow, it's it's actually been pretty interesting to to be on this dock and uh, and still the boat's rocking and healing over. We're not getting much wave action just because it's so protected here in uh, in Sunset Marina, but. The wind is howling. We haven't, I haven't had, we haven't had a break from it uh, since Saturday night. Luckily, the rain only lasted about 30 hours or so, and I don't think we're going to get any more of that. So I can at least have some of the portholes open. But the boat's like uh, healed over. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, and uh, I'm. I would say I'm running out of projects, but that's impossible on an old boat. And uh, so I have a few more things to do later on this afternoon, whipping out the sewing machine. But uh, one of the cool things is fellow sailor who who also took shelter in here. He's got a crew on there, and uh, we're going to go out for for lunch, which would be cool. A little human interaction because of the weather, the marina has been just dead to the world and really, really quiet go in and talk to uh the ladies at the front desk every once in a while just to just to have a chat have a bit of a gam learn about the place and um yeah it's it's pretty interesting i mean some of these some of these these sport fishing yachts are incredible and i guess the big ones aren't even here yet so it's uh i guess the place fills right up starting uh like next month or whatever a lot of boats coming up from the caribbean but luckily They've got space for me, so I think I'll be here until Thursday, but it might actually even be Friday. I might actually do a full week layover, um, mostly because even though the wind is going to start hopefully dropping off tonight. All right, well, we're back. Sorry, there's a bit of a snafu. Uh, Boy, I got to get some new microphones. But yeah, so eventually it's it's the the inlet, which I guess we can call it the outlet for me. Uh, we're really close to it. It's only a mile away, and it's two two sort of stone break walls that just jet out off of the beach essentially. Um, and it, I want to say, it points 
almost due east, and the waves are pretty much going to be coming from, I'm hoping, more of the north, north-northeast rather than northeast or even east-northeast, um, mostly because Sparrow's engine is not super crazy strong and powering out through through some some big waves can present a bit of an issue and it's a tricky spot because there's there's some shoals and shallow areas just south of the entrance and so the game plan for me would be if the wind is still a little out of the northeast then I want to have sails pretty much set before I get to the the inlet and uh you know, motor on, sails there, so in case something happens to the motor, then I can still sail hard on the wind and stay above these shoals and uh, should should go okay. Uh, but if it's if it's pounding big waves, then it's uh, it's definitely a risky situation. And you know, Sparrow likes to hobby horse, and this a steep enough. Steep enough wave can really just slow us down to a point where we're we're really not making any headway at all. But you know, I I think ideally what I'll do is leave with the tide and the current, so so that's whisking me out, and hopefully the wind conditions will be just right and the waves will have dropped off quite a bit. Um, and that may just be the difference between leaving Thursday and leaving Friday. So. We'll just sort of see, but uh, after that, come Saturday, Sunday, it looks like the winds are going to change uh, in my favor and start blowing out of the south, which means I can head right with them fast and furious all the way up towards Cape Cod and then up to Rockland, Maine. And it's only, I was doing the numbers last night, and it's only about... 240 and then 160 so it's about 400 miles to get all the way up to Rockland as the crow flies so to speak um, whereas the boat sails in a perfectly straight line to the, the great south channel between Cape Cod and George's Bank because I'm going to try and take that one just to uh, expedite getting up there um, before we get any more any more storms like these coming off Oh, boy, I can just I'm just listening to that. It's so funny trying to sleep having come off of the ocean and then trying to sleep on a boat that is going through so much wind noise and is still moving, but we're tied to a dock and I just every once in a while I get that sense I wake up and think I'm actually still out there and then I'm not, and then I'm awake, and I don't know. It's it's crazy, but I almost want to stay in this this strange sleep pattern where I'm only sleeping for an hour or two, and then waking up. And you know, there's been a lot of line checking and stuff like that. I have this boat spiderweb to this dock because we're essentially getting blown off the dock and a little bit forward, and so sparrow is it's kind of nice because we're not rubbing up against the the pier but at the same time if any of these if any of these lines decide to let go which they're they're huge and i don't expect them to but say one of my knots comes untied or something like that then the boat's gonna 
the boat's going to crash into another piling and luckily there's no other boats right right next to me but it is uh it's a worry because it's blowing it's blowing hard enough uh some at some points during this that that it's sort of like whoa holy cow you can tell everything's straining pretty hard so i've doubled up a couple of the more important lines and had those those are just a little bit more slack than the the lines that are tight as a piano wire for for now and have been for days but luckily with it there's been enough storm surge from this that the tide isn't dropping at all it's just staying at high tide and i think it's going to for a while so i'm not worrying too much about like a two or three foot fall in the tide in the middle of the night it seems to just have stayed at high tide and that kind of takes a little bit of the worry out of it but other than that, the boat is clean, and the boat, Sparrows, she's doing well. Batteries are nice and charged up. I'm plugged into the shore power. The groceries are holding out pretty well. I'm trying not to dive into too much of them because if I can just, if I can, if I can sort of eke things out and not eat too, too much, then I should be all forego a grocery stop. Um, no, I'm definitely going to have to stop at the grocery cause I want to have like fresh eggs and stuff like that and maybe some bread and things. But yeah, I mean, if it's only going to be four days planned for six days, well, it really doesn't matter on this boat cause I have all the old freeze dried and, and stuff. I still have like nine months worth of food on here, but if I don't have to eat that stuff, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. So uh sail repairs gonna be doing those later on have a couple of the actual like hanks the tiny little clips that you attach the sail to the uh forestay that need to be replaced and one of them just snap in half uh when i put it up so i'm gonna test the rigidity of the rest they all look very very worn through but um you know that's on the the old drifter the new drifter, I've got to sill that one, and I think there's a patch or two that I noticed on the staysail that I'll be doing, and then those will all be good. I already repaired the Dodger, which even just just on this dock, the Dodger uh, blew out a few of its snaps, so now I've, I've just taken that down and then lashed it. Because uh, it's just getting hit by, you know, we're, we're getting, I'd say, 45 knot gusts, maybe even higher every once in a while. I um, I wish I had a wind instrument sometimes on this boat because it would be kind of interesting to see. Other than that, uh, water reserves are tip top. I have that big extra bladder and I'm just topping up the tanks from that bladder because if I don't have to take on any water here, I'm that's fine um because 70 gallons is a huge amount for four days i don't know what you would be doing uh to peel through that much in four days but oh i guess other than that it's really just the engine and finding the last thing i need to do on that is i want to inspect the the um stuffing box if i can if i can get to it which I know I can, uh, it's going to be kind of a pain, but it looked at the transmission fluid or and all that is fine. Oil is fine. Fuel levels are good. Um, I just need to find a couple replacement 
fuel filters. I have two of them, but they're not the same type. They're not the actual Perkins ones. So there's there's plenty of little mechanic shops around here. So I'll be yanking that out because I have a feeling that the fuel filter might be pretty dirty because I think the fuel tanks are pretty dirty on this boat and when we get when we get shaken up it uh it makes its way in there so but ideally we're only gonna have to motor to get out of here and then we sail which would be about two three miles and then we get into rockland harbor and we motor half a mile to get to a mooring and uh so you know that's the ideal thing I, I hate motoring on this boat especially it's just it's loud and the engine's the engine's an old Perkins, and I don't know. I've, I've had my issues with it, but it's always got me where I need to go, knock on wood. So that's definitely a, uh, a big positive. But it's one of those things where, boy, I would love to have an electric. I would love to have a bank of lithium-ion batteries in here, electric motor, and a huge amount of uh, solar and then maybe, I guess if you'd need it, like some tiny little generator, but just to just to be able to move silently through the water would be so amazing. I couldn't even imagine it. Instead of kerchunk, 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 kerchunk. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. I just wanted to do sort of a, a little update. Uh, so, again, this is day day four or day three in the marina. Day four. I'm losing track of time. I mean, it's basically not, I'm not getting out and about too much because I am still a little, little hesitant. Sometimes that wind took a long walk, a couple miles today around just to get off the boat and everything, but it's been kind of cold and miserable and blustery. I mean, I'm getting like wind burn on my face from just walking to like the gas station. Um, but uh, so I don't know. I've just, I, I'm feeling a little cooped up, but not too bad. We've got some entertainment on board and stuff. So that's, that's pretty good. And I, I do have, uh, I have Barry's books, which, uh, I had, I unfortunately have not even cracked into yet, but definitely plan to hit those up in the evenings under the little lamp. Oh, sorry. Well, I hate yawning on the podcast. I always feel bad because I, you know, think about it. You yawn on a podcast, which say a hundred people listen to. How many of those people yawn as well? If a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> All right. So that's a little 15 minute update for, uh, for May. What is it? May 10th. Let's see. Yes, it is. Smart on the money. Tuesday, May 10th. And again, we are hoping for a jump off of Thursday or Friday. So only a couple of days and hopefully we'll be out of here. It's going to be interesting. We're at lunch today uh, with Chris and his crew. I, I guess I guess they're talking a little bit about some of them want to go out there and, and some of them want to would rather just stay. And they're headed south, I believe. But Chris had mentioned to me that, <laughs> that he, he's like, you know, it's kind of nice that you've, you're staying here as well because uh, it gives gives a lot of credit to the fact that it's going to be really ugly out there. And I <laughs> couldn't agree more. Although I will say if I was headed south, 
No, I still wouldn't want to try and do the, the inlet thing, but I've been in conditions like this, you know, pretty much steady 20 foot seas and gale force winds and it's a wild ride it's not fun though it's it might be exciting and you get going really fast and all that but i you know when i think back to a lot of those those gales that i was in down in the southern ocean where i was riding them and just just peeling along with these waves on this boat is one thing. On their boat, which I'll, I'll have to figure out exactly what type it is, but it's a modern boat. It looks fast. I mean, that's the type of boat that would be surfing 20-footers uh, almost out of control. It would be going so fast. Sparrow's just, I don't know, that, that full-length keel and that barn door of a rudder just blasting down waves. Holy cow, it is fun. I You know, I was able to get a bit of that on this last big big trip i haven't had any of it so far on this trip but maybe uh on this next little the second leg we'll we'll see some uh some strong southerlies and uh, a little bit of wave action and and be able to see if we get those numbers up into the teens all right well that's it for this one and uh, i'll just do a couple more of these and link them on and i'll link them together and thanks for listening Right, good morning. Holy cow. It's blowing out here. <sighs> yeah, so starting out uh, into day four. So it's May 4th. Oh man, I'm tired. Long night. Mm. Yeah. Whew. We somehow lost uh, the stream. I think we ended up east of it. And, uh, yeah, I saw the speed just drop right off. We went from cruising at eight and nine knots down to, like, three knots. Um, and, yeah, just sort of comparing the on the weather charts, I figured out that oh, i got to get this volume right. There we go. That should be okay. Uh, yeah. So we ended up, we we... We're in the stream for a day, and then uh, we wandered out of it. So now we're we're slowly wandering back, which is good, because I need some speed. So now we're we're basically riding, yeah, about seven knots or so. Got my coffee, and uh, right now we have we're broad reaching. We have one reef in the mainsail. <clears throat> And then the staysail up, and that's it. And uh, we're cruising right along. It's cloudy. Uh, that was one of my big indicators. Once I saw those clouds uh, to the west of me, I realized that, yes, indeed, I had left the stream. Ugh, getting goofy already. Uh, the last podcast, I, the last update that I did, I don't even know. Uh, I've been just listening to all sorts of different podcasts, and sometimes I just take on the uh, thinking or mannerisms of, of some of these other people I'm listening to. But irregardless, it's lumpy out. I'm sure you can hear some of the background noise. Still have the uh, companionway hatch fully open. 
And I'm waiting for that first splash of water before I put any of the uh, washboards in. Haven't had any breakfast yet, but uh, I don't know. We're getting there. I have been eating voraciously since I left. Lots of wraps, lots of sandwiches. Oh, man. It has a, a very ominous feeling out today. And I'm not not really sure why. Um, you know, we're, we're cruising. It's warm out still, too, which is nice. Ah, Mongo's doing really well. <sighs> oiled, oiled him up. And uh, the batteries are holding great. We're at uh, 12.5 volts. And it's, it's only 7.30 in the morning. So hopefully by noon we'll get up there into the old 13.5. Oh, we, the motion of this boat is... We are just getting rocked. <laughs> Last night, <clears throat> once, uh, once I realized that we needed to go much more north rather than uh, so far east... Oh, we were just racing with the wind. That's going to make everybody on. So we were just tunneling with the wind. Straight down the waves, just the mainsail. And, uh, well, we had the staysail pulled out on the up, so we're wing on wing and flying. But as soon as I wanted to go north, then uh, essentially had to douse that. But got, got everything sort of sorted out. <clears throat> putting that reef in the main. I've been sort of back and forth on putting a second reef in because I like the speed. Sparrow doesn't seem overpowered at all. Um, I think it's just it's one of those things where the motion of the boat from these waves, because the chop has definitely built up. That has made, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things where you feel that motion and you Sort of think, oh, we must be overpowered. We gotta ease it. But now, I, I think if we if we dropped to another reef, the motion of the boat might actually get worse because we don't have uh, enough cloth in the air to sort of hold back. It's not as though we're we're reaching across the wind and it's holding us. We're we're on a deep, broad reach, so. We're getting hit on the quarter, on the old port quarter, and all, all I can hear is the, the sink in the head. I don't have the seacock perfectly closed, so all I hear is as, as we go up and down and sort of roll. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so that's, um, that's life out here right now. I was going to do a little fishing. I set up... Uh, Set up the whole thing and everything, but back to using my beer can lures. It would be kind of nice to have a fresh fish for dinner tonight, but we'll see. Um, normally, uh, fishing for me is, is sort of a fair weather event. It's really nice out. We're cruising because I get to a point where um, the thought of cleaning and gutting and a fish with a big knife in the cockpit 
is uh, not enthralling when when the boat's rolling and pitching and and it's wet and stuff. So uh, that's my thinking there. Uh, in other news, yeah, I've been listening. I somehow downloaded. I didn't even realize I downloaded it, but these like two-hour shows of Art Bell, the old uh, coast-to-coast AM guy, and <laughs> they are so funny. The guests that he has on his uh, show are, they're out there, that's for sure. I, I may cut this one a little short because it's, uh, it's not too enjoyable to be down below right now. It's a lot of noises, and... Uh, I think up top is going to be a little more enjoyable up in the breeze. Uh, it's kind of one of those days where I almost just feel like camping out and reading a book. Ugh, golly, I am sorry. Yeah, I'm just, if I'm going to yawn this much, I really don't want to put anybody through that. Holy cow, we're just getting rolled. All right. We'll come back to this later on today when things hopefully have calmed down. It'd be interesting because we're not quite in the full-on stream yet. It's going to be interesting to see how how the surface of the ocean changes as we slowly creep back into into the Gulf Stream. But uh, yeah, other than that, life's good. We got at least another day or two of good southerlies and uh i don't know i may try and do a download of the weather or see if i can pick it up on the radio because that system that big system that was coming off was supposed to hit around saturday so that's coming up quick hopefully it's not too intense and it's just something i can either ride for the first half and then just go hove to for the second half but uh, hopefully it doesn't get too ugly out there or out here. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my coffee. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll hit this back up later on. Uh, wow. Long night at sea. It's probably one of the longest days I've ever, uh, I've ever experienced out here. Let me crack into a ice cold bush light it is 405 in the a.m early early i was sleeping and uh then abruptly <laughs> woke up when we became totally becalmed mm. very eerie night out out tonight there's lightning all around when uh you don't have any lights on. The entire sea is lit up with creatures doing their thing. And uh, <clears throat> when you turn a light on, you see that uh, most of those creatures are jellyfish that have come up from the depths. And there are probably billions of them, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to estimate. I'm in the Gulf Stream, and uh, so there's this sticky heat, and there's lightning all around, 
<laughs> it's, I mean, it, for me, this is like an eerie night, right? And I try sometimes to project myself into what someone who's never experienced uh, being offshore alone on a boat would uh, would feel like. And uh, I kind of feel like this would be a pretty spooky, scary night. There's a, a big thousand foot ship that's going to cross us by about a half a mile. That should be in about 15, 20 minutes. We're only moving. The current is moving us north at about two, two and a half knots. We're barely moving through the water, i.e. sailing, because uh, there's just maybe three knots of wind. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's not ideal conditions. And the crazy thing is, earlier today... We were blasting. I had a reefed main. I had the staysail up. We were just hooning along. <laughs> and, uh, you know, full hull speed, probably exceeding that, surfing waves, all that sort of stuff. And then we got into the thick of the stream because the, the wind is coming from uh, the, the southwest. As soon as we got in the stream, the seas just totally calmed flattened right out and then we were doing like nine knots and yeah i made a pizza it was great ran the engine for a while just to charge batteries up and uh and then went to sleep but woke up to the slamming of sails and uh, had to sort of deal with those just tried to ignore it for a while there's nothing a slatting mainsail it's hard to describe just how awful that sound is, but at the same time, it's it's steadying the boat, so there's less rolling motion. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird noise coming from down below, down below uh, <laughs> under my bunk. Every once in a while, oh, okay, there's only been one time on this boat where a foreign creature outside of a spider or an ant has uh stowed away and that was uh down in the british virgin islands we were taken off and there was a mouse that had nested up just uh just on the companionway hatch and he was chased around the deck for a while <clears throat> and then uh <laughs> he this little mouse made made just a judgment call that, oh, man, it was not smart. He ran up, and he burrowed himself right into the staysail, which was sort of flaked on the foredeck. And, man, you've never seen me raise a sail faster. And when I raise that sail, that mouse will win a flying. <laughs> we were close to land, so who knows? He probably made it back. Um, kind of doubtful. Feel like a a shark or something would have eaten him, but who knows? But there's this little noise coming from uh, the uh, the water bladder that's under my bunk, which I have barely used at all. 
I need to. I, I, I want to dump that all into the main tank because I just don't like having this this heavy. I mean, if it's got 40 gallons in it, 40 times 8 is, so it's like 300-something pounds of water. And it's attached. I have it anchored, but that's a huge amount of weight. And if it gets tossed in some sort of crazy sea or something like that, then, uh, yeah, we get, uh, that's damage. So who knows? Oh man. May 5th. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to have to text my sister, Ina. Oh, geez. I wonder how much longer I have on this, uh, this old voyage. If I set out on the first, so really the first doesn't really count because we didn't, we were just basically getting out to sea. So it's like the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. So we're on the fourth day, so to speak. It's so eerie out. If this wind just completely dies, I'm not going to sleep at all tonight. Uh, these are sort of the, uh, these are the things you deal with out here. This is the reality, folks. No holds barred. Sometimes it can just feel so awful. And you're trapped because there's there's no pause button. There's no getaway. There's no stop. There's no, hey, come help me. It's, it's essentially, you're just in it. It's 100% commitment. It's total war. And I know we've got some weather coming. The barometer's already starting to drop. It dropped uh, three or four, three or four points or bars or whatever, <sighs> just in the last few hours. So there's a low pressure system coming. It'll be interesting to see, see what happens, because we are still in the Gulf Stream and we still have quite a bit of Gulf Stream to uh, stay in. What I'm hoping is that this wind fills back in, maybe from the west, and we're able to gain some pretty good mileage. But I think tomorrow uh, I'm going to have to try to attempt to download the weather, see if that works. I was hoping to get a weather forecast when we were close to Cape Hatteras, but I uh, missed that one. We were a little too far offshore. Because we wandered out of the Gulf Stream. I can't believe we wandered out of the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream is really wide. And we we hit it, we ripped it, and then we left it. <laughs> and then as soon as I realized we left it, we went due north to try and find it again. And we're in it right now, which is nice. It is weird. <sighs> you know, I, I there's part of me that... It feels like I should be uh, throwing up one of the drifters or whatever. The problem is there's there's so much lightning and storm cells around. They're off to the south and they're off to the north and they're off to the east. I always get a little weary about just throwing all that stuff up if I can't see anything. Now, we should get to half light. In about 45 minutes. Usually it's around 5, maybe 5.30, so maybe an hour. And then at least I'll be able to see what I'm dealing with. Until then, we'll just putter along. 
right now our little let's let's do a little stat check we are oh man we're doing four knots holy cow the current we we're probably only doing like two knots through the water so 4.7 what what are you kidding me wow five i saw 5.1 gulf stream is ripping we must be right in the middle of this sucker course over ground zero seven zero we're at latitude 37.9 37 degrees nine minute north 73 degrees 11 minutes west where's this uh oh man <laughs> good on ya bud the big old tanker uh it was the Nordic something or other, about a thousand foot container ship. They have uh, altered course because Mighty Sparrow is in their way. They went from doing ones two two seven zero degrees to uh, two six zero, so they did a ten degree. Wow, wow, good on them. I almost want to call them on the radio and tell them thanks. It's crazy to be this tired. <laughs> oh, ah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can keep doing this sailing stuff. There, I've said it. It's one of those things where I love sailing. It's been an absolute adventure for sure, but at the same time, holy cow, it's exhausting. Sometimes, uh, I know I was yawning on the previous update, and I don't want to do that this time. I got, there was definitely like a two or three hour period of sleep today, which is great and all. But if you think about it, if that's the only, oh gosh, if that's the only sleep you're getting for that 24 hour period, that's not a lot. <clears throat> so I'm on day like three or four of that. Not that it's, uh some huge tragedy that the world should worry about but i got my uh on, on a lighter note i have my accent lights on right now because i charge the batteries so we've got a little bit of extra juice i've got one of my reading lamps on it's nice there's some ambiance and the flickering lightning outside Almost feels like uh, that of a little bonfire. I wonder how all the people back at Ladies Island Marina are doing. Good friends. Good friends back there. It's, it's like I'm jumping from, from my Ladies Island friends up to my Rockland, Maine friends. And then, uh, who knows, maybe I get a uh, quick little lift off back to the Michigan family. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I'm going crazy. I I definitely, I think I just saw like an alien. What? There was something up there. Wow. I've literally got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. Hold on. That's crazy. I do not know what that was. Oh, the hairs are all standing up all over me. What? 
I don't know. Huh? I I'm I'm basically sitting here at the nav station and I'm I'm looking out the companionway. Yeah, I don't know. For a split second there, it looked like there was a small being <laughs> standing right there. What? Ah, I can't believe how that's that's uh, that's got me a little freaked out there, bud. Yikes! Oh, now it's gone. No more hairs standing up. So, who knows? <clears throat> that reminds me of that that time on. Uh, an old prickly pear where I had my ghost encounter. I don't know if I've actually told that story on the podcast or anything. And I don't know if I want to, to tell you the truth. But it was uh, it was definitely the single most... Not, I don't want to say it was terrifying. It was really scary, for sure. It was the one time in my life where I have felt the presence of some sort of some sort of ghost or entity or or whatever i don't know maybe we'll get into it at some other point but it's a good story that one's that one's pretty fun because it is spooky it's turned into like a ghost podcast yes ah yeah i do i do love being down in this boat it is pretty nice and it's cold now it's it's kind of weird the Gulf Stream is so hot. It's just hot water. Giant, bigger than all the rivers combined on the planet. So it's it's warm, but there was a bit of a chill. So I have uh, a pair of fleece pants on. And I have one of those poof jackets. I think mostly because it's nighttime instead of, uh, <sighs> you know, the sun. During the day, man, it's hot. It's real hot. It has been. That's all going to end within the next uh, probably 48 hours, and it's going to start being cold. I'm going to have to be bundled up going up to Maine this early. I can't believe these guys have got me to go up to Maine this early. Normally, I would have stayed down in South Carolina for another month. Uh, But, you know, hey, when you're needed, when you're wanted... The call has to be uh, answered sometimes. It is pretty cool to uh, your being somewhere will help when it comes to work. So so that's pretty good. I don't know. I feel like I'm not making much sense. I feel like I'm almost slurring my words because I'm that tired. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this one because I don't think it's going to be publishable. 